0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Time to talk about those big time matchups that are going to determine who represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, This is going to be a fun one because now we get to look at matchups after watching film of the players that could potentially you could exploit some good matchups in your favor for the 49ers and the Detroit Lions are pretty good. They got talent all over the football field. Uh, especially along their front line, at their linebacker position, but you can find areas to exploit. It's not the easiest thing. The further you get into the playoffs, finding those matchups that benefit your football team are a little bit difficult. But when you understand the type of players the 49 have and the type of scheme that they're going to run, you can find avenues to get matchups that you like. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode. It's not that the matchups are going to be easy. It's not that the matchups are for sure going to go your way. But these are matchups when you look at the players involved, the scheme involved, that you have an opportunity to make big plays or potentially get something going. And the 49ers' talent has been talked about a lot. They have players at every single skill position that are big time, players that are talked amongst Pro Bowl, All Pro. And so when you're defending them, it's very difficult to do. Kyle Shanahan likes to scheme it up and get his guys in certain situations where they can be one-on-one or in matchups that favor his football player. The whole job of an offensive coordinator is to find matchups that benefit your players and give them the best possibility for success. That's exactly what he does and what he tries to do on every single play. Now, does it always work out? Absolutely not. There are sometimes the defense does a great job of calling the right defense at the right time, They completely take it away. Or a defensive player will make a play that you weren't expecting them to do. Execution is still a big part of it. When you look at these matchups and you look at, hey, this is a matchup I like, it still has to be executed by the player uh, that the 49ers have in that situation and by his surrounding cast. Because the truth is, you might scheme it up perfectly for Brandon Ayuk to get wide open 25 yards down the field. But if your offensive line doesn't hold up, there's no play down the field for you. So, it all works in hand in hand and together, but these are going to be some of those matchups you can exploit. These aren't matchups that are key to the football game, for instance, like these aren't matchups that could go either way. These are matchups you think you can exploit. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Please like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on that push for 5K. Listening on audio platform, 40 yards cut back on believe. Please give it a five star rating. If you're going to bet, bet with bet online. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. BetOnline is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Online today and stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And, of course, use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V. Uh, to get a 50% welcome bonus. So uh, that's, that's exactly what we got going in the bet field. And let's get into this. Let's get into the matchups to exploit on offense. And when you're looking at the Detroit Lions, you have to find areas at which they're not as successful. And the first thing you obviously do is look at their secondary. Their defensive backs have struggled, especially their corners. Now, they did get C.J. Gardner-Johnson back a few weeks ago. And with it came some playmaking ability from the safety position. And he can also play like a big nickel role. But when it comes to the rest of the football team, there are areas, especially at outside corner, you feel confident and having an advantage in. Part of the reason is a guy like Emmanuel Mosley went down with a knee injury early. He could have been a big part of their plan. But now they're relying on Cam Sutton and Brian Branch. And Cam Sutton has absolutely struggled throughout the playoffs. Puka Nakua went off against him in the, in the wild card round. Uh Puka ended up getting 180 yards in that game, a lot of it against Cam Sutton. And then last week, it was Mike Evans. And, you know, those two are very good football players. Puka Nakua uh, probably would have got rookie of the year if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud. Uh, I know that's not official, but I think that's how it's going to go. And when you're looking at uh, Mike Evans, I mean, this guy's a Hall of Famer. 1,000-yard seasons every single year. Um, he just He can do it all. He can go down the field vertically and catch the ball. So he's a tough matchup. But the 49ers have to like their wide receivers in this matchup against Sutton and Branch because Brandon Ayuk is a great route runner. He can find separation. He gets over two yards of separation on his routes. We know Kyle Shanahan can scheme it up, but just getting Ayuk out there in these situations could be good news for the 49ers. And with Sutton's uh, struggles recently, you might have to pay more attention to Brandon Ayuk. We've seen it sometimes from the Packers last week where they would go ahead and they would double, they would bracket coverage, uh, put bracket coverage on Brandon Ayuk. And when you do that, you leave your susceptible to other places. In fact, they ran a bracket coverage look on Brandon Ayuk when Brock Purdy hit George Kittle for a touchdown in man coverage against Savage last week. So it does present some opportunities. So how do you go about stopping Brandon Ayuk? Well, it can't be as simple as putting Branch or Sutton one-on-one with him. It can't be as simple as just sitting in your three-deep zone and allowing him to work underneath because he's really, really good. Now, we know what the D- Detroit game plan is going to be trying to try to be. They're going to try to stop the run against the 49ers and muddy up the middle of the field and make Brock Purdy beat them uh, between the seam and numbers. That has been kind of the thought process over the last several weeks. That's how you slow down this 49ers offense. Now, with Debo Samuel, we don't know if he's going to play. The trending news is his shoulder hurts, but Kyle Shanahan had said it's progressing. That means he's probably likely to play. I think he's going to try to tough this thing out. He knows how important it is. And with no structural damage, there's no risk to him going out there and playing. Just can he handle the pain? And so getting Debo involved is huge because now you have an added aspect to the game that you're going to have to pay attention to. We just talked about Ayuk not wanting them, not wanting Ayuk in one-on-one situations. Well, what do you do when Debo Samuel starts moving around and getting the attention of C.J. Gardner-Johnson? and getting the attention of Itou Melifonwu uh, and the rest of that group, Uh, Kirby Joseph. When they're all focused on what he is doing, you leave yourself susceptible to Brandon Ayuk having plays. The truth is, when Brandon Ayuk and Debo are on the field together, that's a better situation for Brandon Ayuk. When Brandon Ayuk is on the field with Debo, that's a better situation for Debo. They help each other. They work in concert. And so it's very important for Debo to be out there and moving around and catching footballs and creating explosive plays. But it's also going to help the opportunities for Brandon Ayuk down the field. Also, Jawan Jennings. Uh, Jawan Jennings can be a big part of this. We've seen it last week. He had a big game. And that's the thing. When you start focusing on all the weapons of the 49ers, the supporting cast can get lost in the mix. You're focused on Ayuk. You're focused on Tebow. You're focused on McCaffrey. You're fo- focused on Kittle. How are you possibly focused on Jawan Jennings? You're not. So when you're out there and they're in coverage, especially in zone, and they see 11 in front of them or 19 in front of them or 85, they're more inclined when they're in a stretch, whether it's horizontal or vertical, to lean towards one of those players opening a window for Jawan Jennings. And the good thing about Jawan, he's very, very good. He catches the football. He protects the ball. He gets extra yards after the catch. So he's a great number three wide receiver for this 49ers team. And Brock Purdy feels very comfortable going to him. And why not? Every quarterback that's played for the 49ers since Jawan Jennings has been in San Francisco has felt comfortable throwing it to number 15. So the 49ers wide receivers versus the secondary of the Detroit Lions is advantage 49ers. It's not that Detroit isn't good, but they have some struggles. Their secondary missed 128 tackles this season. Uh, That's not good. Uh, They give up a lot of yards after the catch. That's not good when playing the 49ers. So uh, 49ers definitely have some advantages when it comes to uh, passing the football. Detroit gives up close to 260 yards per game, and they've gotten torched over the last two weeks of the playoffs. Uh, Matthew Stafford had a really big game against them, and also uh, they, had a, they got tore up a little bit last week by Baker Mayfield. Now, they won the game. They gave up 23 points in each one of those football games, and they won. So you got to give them credit for that. They are bending and not breaking when the time is right. But now they're going against the most potent offense that they've seen the entire season. And this 49ers offense is going to be looking to get some big-time plays and make some things happen after what happened last week. The 49ers are not happy with their performance against Green Bay. They're going to be looking to go out there and assert themselves early and often against the Detroit Lions secondary. So 49ers are, have the weapons. They have the ability This is going to be a big test for Detroit. It could hinge on how much can that front four get pressure on Brock Purdy. That front four with Aiden Hutchinson uh, can get pressure on Brock Purdy. Potentially, they could speed up his clock, and then some of these plays won't work. The truth is there's five, six, seven plays last week that could have went for big explosive touchdowns against Green Bay that were opening up just after Brock Purdy had to get rid of the football or scramble. The the Green Bay Packers are getting home just in time. So 49ers offensive line has to hold up just long enough for Brock to be able to make these big-time throws. He will throw in the face of pressure, and he will throw accurate passes in pressure. Uh, So it's going to be a fun matchup, that is for sure. The second matchup that I'm going to go with is Christian McCaffrey versus the Lions linebackers. And the Lions linebackers, Jack Campbell, Alex Anzalone, and Derek Barnes, they're a good set of linebackers but they are susceptible to going against a really good running back. I think if you're going to have a running back that can do some things out of the backfield, this is where you can have success. Just last week, Rashad White had four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown, a nine-yard average. And that's Rashad White. This is, this is the best running back out of the backfield in the entire league in Christian McCaffrey. This is where you can find an advantage. And last week, Kyle Shannon had some things that schemed up where he got Christian McCaffrey one-on-one with McDuffie, Christian McCaffrey one-on-one with Quay Walker, and those aren't good situations. The honest truth, if he would have hit some of the throws, there was one throw on a Texas route where he had a one-on-one with McDuffie. If he would have hit that pass, Christian McCaffrey would have ran for a touchdown. That's how open the middle of the field was. So there was lack of execution last week. The 49ers need to clean that up. But when you're talking about matchups, this is a good matchup for the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey in space against any one of these linebackers is good. Plus, you just want the focus to consistently be on having to watch him. That way you prevent them from bringing extra pass rushers. And when they do bring an extra player, make them pay by getting the ball to McCaffrey. One thing I think Brock Purdy learned last week that is going to be very important in this matchup is to be comfortable taking the check down. Brock Purdy likes to push the ball down the field. He might have, usually he has a a play underneath, but he takes the more intermediate route, or he takes the more vertical route. He's an aggressive quarterback. But last week, he he learned real quick, Green Bay was dropping off very deep in their zone, allowing him to hit the plays underneath, and then they were going to rally and make tackles. And you know what? Down the stretch in the second half, Brock Purdy started hitting those plays. McCaffrey had 10 catches last week. It wasn't the best average in yards but it worked, and now this week they're going to be set to do the same thing if they need to. They're going to build in those hot routes. They're going to make sure they have guys that are checkdowns they can get the ball to in space, whether that's McCaffrey, Debo, or George Kittle. The reason I like this matchup for Christian McCaffrey is I just don't feel like these linebackers can cover him in space. Normally I would say bring a safety up, bring a nickel corner bring E5-2 Malafanu uh, uh, in there, and that let him do it. Uh, but I think even then, Christian McCaffrey's an issue. So this is going to be an interesting matchup, because not only do you have to stop Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers' run game, but you also have to stop McCaffrey in space. The amount of movement that the 49ers put with McCaffrey, whether he's moving from one side to the other in the run game uh, just to give a different look, or whether he's going in motion, running his bump motion to the outside, running an exit motion to the outside, lining up outside, he presents some unique challenges for a defense. He creates space, and space is the ultimate equalizer when it comes to playing good defense. When a team occupies a lot of space and uses a lot of grass, you have to cover, cover more ground, and that's when you can find avenues to throw the ball. And Brock Purdy is one of the really good quarterbacks in this league about throwing into tight spaces and making really, really good throws. So I think this is a matchup I like in the favor of the 49ers, McCaffrey versus uh, these linebackers. And, I mean, last week, Rashad White had success on the ground as well. Nine carries for 55 yards, a 6.1-yard average. Um, I think you got to run the ball a little bit and see what happens. If you can get a run game going against Detroit, you have the opportunity be able to make some big plays down the field. So I like this matchup for the 49ers, uh, Christian McCaffrey versus the linebackers. Sticking to a theme of linebackers and safeties, I like George Kittle in this matchup. Uh, The Lions are the 14th best against tight ends this year, so you have an opportunity there to make something happen. And George Kittle had three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown last week. He has been explosive this season in finding opportunities down the field. And he had a drop, at a bad drop, and I think he's going to be fired up to make sure he comes out and plays well. Detroit has a good defense, but the 49ers are hearing all the noise right now. And you know who usually responds to hearing noise? George Kittle. He likes going out there and playing in these situations. He likes going out there and making plays. And I wonder where they're going to find the matchup for Kittle. Now, I, I figure that Aaron Glenn in this defense is going to run a lot of zone, but George Kittle's good about knowing when to nestle down When to sit down and zone and make catches. And he breaks a lot of tackles. As I brought up earlier, Detroit Lions secondary, they miss a lot of tackles. George Kittle, Debo Samuel are going to be huge in that area. If Kittle can get some big time catches where he extends it with extra yards after the catch, they could be huge. But why I like this matchup is I just don't see a defender that can stick with them even in zone. I think that he's got the ability with his power to press off of safeties, and with his ability and speed, he can get away from linebackers. Just last week, we saw him outrun Savage uh, to the end zone for a touchdown. So you run the risk. If you want to put Kirby Joseph on him, uh, you want to put what are your other safeties on him, you run the risk of him getting an opportunity in man coverage down the field where he can make a big-time play. So being able to locate George Kittle and know where he's at can't be the forefront of your mind, though, because all the time you're worried about McCaffrey, you're worried about Debo. Is it George Kittle next, or is it Brandon Ayuk? That's it. It's a pick-your-poison type situation. So I like Kittle in this. I like the matchup, him being able to create space over the middle of the field. Talk about the areas that get open, and one of those areas is going to be between the hash and the numbers, down that seam, is going to be open if the 49ers can get the ball to Kittle there. There's opportunities for him to not just make big plays and get first downs, but to get rumbling touchdowns. I think this is a bad matchup for Detroit, and I think the 49ers will look to capitalize on getting George Kittle in certain areas down the field. Uh, we'll see how much attention George Kittle has to pay to Aiden Hutchinson and getting chips, which could mean he's going to be a little bit more in the check down category at times as he comes and gets a chip and helps. Colton McKivitz, because that is going to be a main point of view in this game, is making sure you keep Colton McKivitz from getting absolutely worked. Hutchinson is going to be one of the best pass rushers he's win against, um, and we've seen him struggle with players like this. And so hopefully Colton McKivitz can hold up because he didn't always hold up last week, even when he got help as far as chips go and they missed some plays down the field. If he would have been a, able to hold up a little bit longer against Rashawn Gary, there was a potential touchdown over the middle to Brandon Ayuk. There was a p- potential touchdown to Jawan Jennings, uh, where a couple of guys let their guys go. So uh, the 49 yards are going to look for those shot plays. They're going to look for plays deep down the field. But the truth is the line has to make sure they step up and play, and Colt McKibbitts has to step up. So we'll see how much George Kittle has to help in that category and how much he's able to get out in pass routes But I think the 49ers will try to spread Detroit out a little bit and use some of the space with the weaknesses in the secondary. And I think George Kittle could be a big reason why they are very successful this season against the Detroit Lions. The last one I want to go over is Brock Purdy versus the Blitz. And Brock Purdy has been very good against the Blitz this year. He is the best NFL quarterback versus the Blitz this season. Brock Purdy has a 10.2 yards per attempt average, 15 touchdowns, three INTs and an NFL best 6.7% big time throw percentage. Brock Purdy when when they come after him, he makes big time plays. Part of the reason he makes he just sits in the face of pressure and makes big throws, but also he has key playmakers that can get the football and make something happen down the field. So, Brock Purdy is not the one you really want to blitz, but Detroit Lions do blitz sometimes and You're going to have to blitz at times against this 49ers offense. If you don't, they're just going to pick you apart unless you can get home with four. I don't know if they can consistently get home with four. I think they can at times, but consistently, I don't know. And that will give opportunities to Brock Purdy. So the Detroit Lions blitz 28.7% of the time, and they use a a wide array of second-level options to disrupt the quarterback. They'll come with any linebackers. They'll bring uh, Melifon Wu off the edge. They will bring corners. They'll bring all kinds of safeties. They do whatever they can. It's pretty creative the way they come up with their blitzes. Now, here's the problem, though. When they blitz, they're not always successful. In the wild card round, um, Matthew Stafford uh, was 11 of 15 for 165 yards and a touchdown when blitzed. And Brock Purdy is the best against the blitz. So it's not that they blitz a lot, but when they do blitz, it gives the opportunity to the offense to make something happen. And you look at that game, 11 of 15, 15 blitzes in that game against the Rams. They blitzed when they were struggling to stop Matthew Stafford, and he had a lot of success against them. So how much will they plan on blitzing Brock Purdy? Well, it all depends on how successful it is. If they're unsuccessful uh, early on, maybe they'll turn away from the blitz. But Brock Purdy is an absolute stud when it comes to recognizing where the blitz is coming from and getting rid of the football When he should. If I look for Brock Purdy to take advantage of some opportunities. To get the ball down the field. There should be some vertical uh, opportunities. And remember. Every time you bring a blitz. You leave yourself vulnerable somewhere else. The key is. You just have to be able to decipher. And and process information really fast. That's Brock Purdy's forte. He processes information at a very high level. He recognizes where people are going to be. And how the coverages are going to go. And so, uh, in this situation, if you blitz, blitz at your own peril. Because, number one, Brock can figure it out. Number two, we just talked about the weaknesses in the secondary with Cam Sutton and Branch and how they've been playing on the back end. You get a one-on-one situation for Ayuk or Debo down the field, and you could have an explosive play. You bring C.J. Gardner-Johnson on a blitz, and you may have a big play up the seam to George Kittle. There are opportunities when the blitz comes. So I look for the 49ers in this game to look to exploit these matchups. Brock Purdy versus the Blitz. Uh, the 49ers wide receivers versus that secondary. Christian McCaffrey getting lined up on those linebackers and finding the routes that he's looking for. And also George Kittle. There's just so many options. Now, with that being said, these are matchups you can exploit. There's going to be plenty of other key matchups the 49ers must win. Holt McKivitt is going to have to win against Aiden Hutchinson. And the truth is Hutchinson is going to get to him. He's just going to. Hutchinson is that good. You just have to make sure when he does win that it doesn't hurt you. You're able to get rid of the football. You're able to get away from it, extend the play. Uh, You just got to make sure you do the best you possibly can to funnel him wherever you need him to go. Now, normally I would say Hutchinson's going to move all over the line and they're going to move him around and try to get him really good pass lanes. But I think... Because of the struggles of Colt McKivitz, they're going to leave him there. Colt McKivitz has given up 10 sacks this season. So this is going to be an opportunity for the San Francisco 49ers to go out there and achieve one of their big-time goals, which is win the NFC. You win the NFC, uh, you know that you finally got that opportunity again, first time since 2019, to go to a Super Bowl. But you have to exploit the matchups that are in front of you. You have to make sure that when it's your opportunity to win, you win. The onus is on the players in this one. They're going to have ample opportunity to make big plays down the field. They're just going to have to make sure they do it. Now, of course, during this week, we'll also be talking about the run game versus the Detroit Lions. That's going to come up later. The game preview show is going to come up later where I really get in deep on how these teams need to go about winning, and that's when we'll talk more about the game plan. But these are some of those matchups the 49ers need to exploit and can exploit against the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions have matchups that they like for their offense against the 49ers defense. We're going to get into the defensive matchups in the next video. I want to talk about uh, the matchups that the 49ers must win against the Detroit Lions because you have certain matchups that if you don't win, uh, they have a chance to run away with it because Jared Goff and that offense has been pretty potent this year. So be on the lookout for that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for coming through and checking it out uh this episode of 40 yards cutback was brought to you by bet online where the game starts please like and subscribe to the video if you haven't already on the push for 5k you guys are the best um but I'll, lots of content coming out this week i'll catch you guys on the next one until then stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers